Welcome tonight, people of all ages and genders, for tonight's extravaganza. Entering the ring on the left. Here they come, weighing in at 30 episodes. Queer and pleasant strangers! Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies try and make each other laugh, do some skits, catch up on each other's weeks. Just have a bit of a, a bit of a natter. That's us. It's us. We're yeah. having a natter. That's yeah. what we're doing. How are you doing this week? I'm all right. That's a, I'm all right. Oh, I'm glad that our seven weeks of chaos is... Eight, uh, eight, eight, eight weeks of chaos is, is is basically done now. Yeah, we were th- we were thinking about it the other day. It's like, what have we done for the last eight weeks with Hard our weekends? Well, mm, there was raving. There was like three different pride events. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a couple Two of other parties. There was a couple of parties. There was us having a weekend at home, which was essentially a party. Yeah, it's a little two-person party. Three-person. It's been. Oh no! Well, I was on about the one where it was just the two of us. Well, that one. That yeah. one, yeah. We've had, we've had, we've had, we've had two months of just, we've been a bit full on the last couple of months. Yeah. We have been, we have been party people. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. going to be, I'm going to be glad this upcoming weekend, the weekend that this comes out, I'm going to be glad to just have a nice quiet weekend at home. And relax. Exactly. Have a lie-in, play some video Rawr. games. Rawr. Maybe we can binge watch some more crazy ex-girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend, crazy ex-girlfriend. Oh wait, no. <laughs> yeah, it's been it was a, it's been a good week, if a tiring one because we we, we 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 it was a very eventful one. We did many things. We danced yeah. late into the night in our living room. We did. Yeah, we got we got all the disco balls and and shiz out. Yeah, we put some music on. We had a lovely time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, should we start with our things of the week then? What what did you play this week? What did our play what this did you week? Play? Tell me about the things. What uh, you well, I know we've both been playing a thing somewhat together. We're about Ooh. the same sort of distance into it. We've both been playing Okami on the Switch. Mm. How you been getting on with that? Um, I, I think I'm doing all right. I'm doing certainly doing better than I did with the PS2 version. Yeah, which I really struggled with the controls. It's good that there is a choice of three options for controls in this one, so you can do your your uh, just your Joy-Con with movements. Uh, you can do the sort of with with the sticks movement, or you can uh, go and just do the touchscreen, which yeah. is cool. So, for anyone who's not played this, it was a PS2 game that came out about what did we find out? It was about six months before Twilight Princess, yeah. and it is a game where you are a magic wolf with a little like sort of sage creature on your back that gives you advice and makes a little bit of fun of you. You're a a wolf goddess. And you save the world by sort of painting celestial magic stuff in the air to, like, draw a straight line to slash through enemies or do a little, like, swirly thing to make the wind happen or draw a little bomb to make a bomb appear. And you fight stuff and you try and save the world from a, a big old dragon that's being all nasty and threatening to come back and make the world all nasty. Indeed. And you can do lovely things like make... You bring back all the nature and feed the lovely animals as you do so. Oh, it's, a lo- it's a lovely little game, isn't it? It's adorable feeding the little animals and then getting you know, praise so that you can use that to power up your 
your different abilities. Oh no, this tree's got no leaves on it. I'll just like fix all the leaves and make it a beautiful tree again. Mm. And it is very beautiful art style. It's it's held up very well considering that game is what like 12, 14 years old now. Bowser. I think I think it's like I think it might be like twelve to fourteen years old now, and it it looks fab. Um, it's art style. It's very like Japanese painterly, little bit sort of watercolory art style. Hmm. Which, like, all of the, the the way it does its line work translates really nicely to be, to having been upscaled. Hmm. Um, I agree with you, it's definitely nice having multiple control schemes. Yeah. I've been playing most of this game in handheld, and I've been doing, like, a mix of the button controls at, for some commands and touchscreen for others. Hmm. Like, I find bombs very, very much easier to do by, by freehand. Uh, anything with circles I find easier to do with touch. But anything with straight lines is some, is possibly easy to do with a controller. Um, I find the straight lines quite easy with just uh, sort of doing motion control. Yeah. Um, circles, I'm okay. Like even though they're not perfect circles, most of the time the game seems to understand what my weird yeah. kidney beans are attempting to be. <laughs> um, and I think as long as you make sure both ends touch, it seems okay with that. Yeah, and you don't have any second line that might be. Oh, maybe that's the wick of a bomb. Yeah. Some shouty children outside tonight. They're very happy about something. Yeah, but no, like this. This is not your first time playing it, but you got very frustrated with the controls when yeah. you played it on the PS2. I, I got slightly further than I am now uh, on the uh, Switch version. I'm just before the city. Oh um, yes, and yes. I, I'm ninety percent sure it was the city I was in when I just went fuck this shit. I am just. Do you feel like you might get further this time? Yeah, definitely, because I'm not already horribly frustrated with the control. There's been a few times when I've been like, ah, this isn't working. I, I've i gotten a little ahead of where you are currently, but not by much. Like, mm. I think I'm just coming up to the, like, the first ending of that game before it's like, oh wait, no, there's more game to come. Oh. Um, yeah, I I forgot how much I love it, like that game. Yeah, um, that's really nice. It was weird making all the comparisons with uh, Twiglet Princess. Yeah. Because it's, it's you, your main character is a wolf with a, a, a tiny smart mouth friend. And you, and you fight by sort of like biting at enemies. You fight by biting at enemies Tracking, in those little con- contained yeah. areas. And and the the way the enemies taunt you isn't dissimilar. Oh yeah, they sort of turn around and pat the butt and do the, stuff. Do the butt's bank. Um, and I'm sure that some of the ones in Twiglet Princess used to do that as well. We fought a boss that was very similar to a Wind Waker boss. Yeah, it was a. It seemed to be a cross between like a Golma and a, the Kali Demos from from Wind Waker. Yeah, it's. Clearly, there's a lot of cross-pollination between this and the Zelda series, and I don't oh. think that's a bad thing. Like, I don't know. For, for the longest time, this was the closest thing that PlayStation people had to a Zelda game, and like, it wasn't a bad a bad take on that. No. Uh, I think 15 quid, I think it is, on the eShop, or thereabouts. Uh, yeah, I spent. I, I got it at half price because I paid for it with coins that yeah. I somehow saved. Yeah, like, about 15 quid is, it feels alright for this. It's yeah. it's an old game that holds up very well mm-hmm. and that has a lot of content to it. Cause it's apparently, what, like 60 hours or so for That's the first playthrough? Yeah. Which is like, yeah, I'll pay 15 quid for that. Hmm. Yeah, what about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, I started playing some more of uh, Breath of the Wild um, Ballad Champions, Champions Ballad, whatever it's called. Oh, yes, yes, the DLC. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. I've got through the bit with the one hit. Smasher, whatever it's called. <laughs> the the um, thing that's like infinity attack, but if you get touched once, you die. Harp on a stick. <laughs> yeah. 
It's um, a trident. It's got four, so it, I guess it's uh, a, a, a quadrant. A quadrant. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so we've done that bit. I'm now on to the, hey, go here, find find where these pictures relate to, do the challenge that, yeah. um, what is it, Kess will tell you about? Uh, and then Cass. Cass. Yeah. Uh, Cass will tell you about, and then... Uh, then you will get another dungeon, and yeah, you save up all the dungeony bits, and you you get a powered up version of your guardian power that you had before. That's nice. I think there's what like twelve new shrines. It's it's enough that you can fill up your hearts hmm. to get that second row finished. And uh. yeah, it's it's not a bad little burst of extra content, is it? No. I, I'm also jumping back into Breath of the Wild at the moment. Ooh. I've jumped back into my Master Mode playthrough because I want to get the fully powered up Master Sword Ugh. in Master Mode. Wowza. I, I've only got as far as the, the second stage of powering up, so... Um, I'm I'm getting there very slowly, beating my head against that challenge. So um, I really struggled with that third one. It's so the thing that I've been doing a lot of that has been helping is, um, basically running away from enemies because they will like automatically just run towards you. Mm. Drop a bomb on the floor. Wait until you're far enough away it won't hit you. Mm. Blow it up. Yeah. And doing a lot of like kiting them with bombs. Yeah, I was doing a lot of that. Yeah, that's been my sort of survival method for a little bit. Mm. Um, and it's the one thing that you they can't take away from you. You you get to keep all your... Uh... Yes. Uh, all of your, your magic abilities. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I found really useful was the realisation that if you eat food that gives you bonuses before going in, mm-hmm. you keep those bonuses. Yeah. So you can get bonus hearts. Mm-hmm. And the thing I'm trying to do at the moment is I'm trying to get the resources to make a 30 minutes of three times attack plus boost in oh. a meal. I think I the, Have you got the a recipe for that? Uh so I know that it's like three bananas, a uh the the attack thistle, and then I think the final thing is I need a dragon horn, so I need to hunt one of the dragons to get a horn from it. Ah, that's but that, probably why I've never got it. <laughs> yeah, but I think that gives me thirty minutes of max attack boost. Oh, yeah. Which should be enough with like a bunch of extra hearts to be like, maybe I can do this. I've just been doing the one with um uh, where you get like five mighty bananas and do that. Yeah. I think that's 15 minutes? Yeah. 10, 15 minutes? 15 or... minutes is definitely like, I can make do with 15 minutes and I might just give up and do that. <laughs> but yeah, that's sort of that's sort of where I'm at currently is I'm trying to get enough boosts to be like, maybe I can get through this. Oh. Yeah. You been playing anything else? Uh, yeah, I played a bit more Hollow Knight. Made any progress? Fuck it, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done with that shit. <laughs> It's, um, it's a hard game. It is, but it's it's hard in a way that I just don't have the dexterity to get through. Like That's, I'm, I, yeah. I, I, I can't do those like really complicated, precise jumps. Yeah. Like, and and it's really frustrating when like you you get a little bit of of way with it, but then like you've lost all your money because you 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 died, and then you died trying to get back to your. Like spirit. Oh form. yes, yes. So I I lost something like twelve hundred geo. Yeah. Uh, trying to do a complicated jump, trying to get into the next section of the game, and I couldn't do it. And then I tried really hard, and I was tried to be really careful. I had like three or four runs at it, sort of running back and forth to to get health and things. Uh, but ultimately, while trying to run back on the last occasion, 
I fell in the acid in the floor and and lost it. And I was just like, you know what? This isn't fun. That's fair. So I think I'm done with Hollow Knight. I might try Dead Cells, though. Well, I, I will talk about a bit, bit about Dead Cells. Let's that's do something it. I've been playing. So Dead Cells is kind of similar in that it's side-scrolly, fight the things, um, collect resources that you lose when you die, power yourself up, try and get further. Metroidvania. That sort of thing, yeah. Um, it's a roguelike one as well. Um, the order of the levels is the same every time, but like the layout of them will be different procedurally done. Mm-hmm. The thing that I think is is different to something like Hollow Knight, and you might prefer it, is very... You can spend those resources you collect very frequently. Mm. Every time you get through one level, which is maybe at most five minutes, you have a room where it's like, hey, you can start spending your resources. Even if you don't have enough resources to get the next upgrade, you can start like spending them towards that upgrade mm. and be like, okay, that upgrade's costs 25 souls I have 20 souls well I'll spend 20 and then the next time through I'll spend the other 5 when I get them Mm. so like even if you don't earn enough to get a a permanent upgrade you can spend money towards it so every time you finish a level you feel like you're making progress every time and a lot of the cheap early upgrades are to stop you from losing absolutely everything when you die like one of the first upgrades I bought was Upon death, keep up to 3,000 gold, which means that every time I die, I'm like, yeah, it's fine, I've still got some money to work with. Mm. Um, It's got a lot of very affordable early permanent upgrades that make it feel like you're making good progress, even if it's like, I keep dying at the end of the first level. But it's fine, because every 20 minutes or so, three or four runs, I get another upgrade. Mm. And I'll be a little bit more prepared next time. Nice. Um, it also does a lot of stuff with, also when you finish each level and get to the upgrade room, you're given, one of the things they'll do is they'll give you mutations, where it's like every time you finish a level, it's like, hey, here's a list of things, pick one, and we'll give you it until you die, and it might be, here's an extra life for this run, or here's three HP back every time you kill an enemy, or here's, um, extra attack power. And it means that every time you do a run, as long as you can get through that first level, it's like, hey, here you go. Try out a new thing. See oh. see what works for you. Like It gives you lots of opportunities to mess around with different things and see what works. Yeah. So yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's, nice. it's been filling that Binding of Isaac mm. itch in me of jump in for five minutes, see what random items I find and how far I get, mm-hmm. get a little bit further, die, but it's okay because I made some progress. Tell me about the concierge, because I'm seeing my Facebook timeline filling up with people going, fuck the concierge! Uh, I don't know if I found the concierge. Okay. If I have, I don't know them by name. <laughs> Let me have a quick Google and see if I know what the heck that is. That sells concierge. Yep. Uh, apparently that is an enemy. I don't believe I've come across one yet. Uh, oh, it's the first of the four bosses. I've not made it to the first boss yet. Oh, okay. So, I, I've made it to... Mm, the, the, I found two different second levels I can get to. Oh. Depending on which route I take. Uh-huh. Um, actually, no, I did find a third level on a route. So I got as far as, like, the third level on one route or the second level on a different route. Mm. I've not yet come across a boss. But I have been having a lot of fun and making progress. I feel like I'm I'm getting there. Oh. But I've not hit that first boss yet. Oh, okay. Uh, 
but apparently, fuck the, the, the first boss, apparently. Apparently, that's yeah. what I'm hearing. Have you played anything else this week? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. It's been a quiet week for gaming. Well, I've got a couple of other things I can... Oh, I've, I've remembered there was another thing. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, do I'll, yours I'll rattle a thing off and then, yeah, I know what thing you've forgotten. Um, so, I finally got around to finishing my Switch playthrough of Bayonetta, because I wanted to replay that, and I don't know, some game came out, I got distracted, I never got around to finishing it. I forgot how much I like the ending of Bayonetta in terms of, like, I might not be a huge fan of Platinum Games games, like, during their early sections, hmm. but by the end they all get so ludicrously over the top that I can't help but kind of love them. Yeah. So, like, the example I gave you when we were talking about this before was uh, The Wonderful 101 on mm-hmm. on Wii U, where you start off just like, ah, me and my friends, we can shape ourselves like a gun and shoot a thing. And by the end of it, it's like, oh yes, we're a giant space robot fighting God, punching God in the face in space as a robot. Yay. It was like, very excessive. I think the end of Bayonetta involved turning into a giant hair creature and punching a god into the sun and then having to like steer it round the planets to like make sure it hit the sun. Mm. Um, I, I kind of love the way that Platinum Games very naturally ramp up their narratives to the point that they end in kind of excessively ludicrous places. Mm. And by the end it's like, yeah, it's totally natural that I'm doing this very big badass thing at the end. I think I was riding a motorcycle up a rocket at one point. I was like, yeah. That seems perfect. natural. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. I, I know that you sort of got a bit frustrated with Bay- Bayonetta. Just yeah. wasn't super your thing. Yeah. I, 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 like Bay- uh, I like Platinum Games' uh, combat systems and I like their excessive endings. So oh. They're not for everyone, but I had a lot of fun. Hmm. I might go back and try Bayo 2 some more, but yeah, I definitely wasn't into Bayo 1. I might... I'll, I haven't played Bayo 2 in a while, and I might do a replay of that after I finish Akami HD, assuming that like no other big sort of third-person-y games have come out by then. I know that um, they finally had a date for Dark Souls on Switch. It's coming out in the middle of mm. October, so it's about two months well, off. Butt Hun's coming out now, no? Yeah, not far from Smash. Yeah, Smash is in December, I think. And I'm like, I'll maybe find space to squeeze mm-hmm. Bayonetta two in again. Yeah. What about you? Do you want to let's make your other thing? The you've other been thing playing? I remembered was uh, 2064 Read Only Memory Switch Edition. Yeah. It's alright. It's yeah. um, I've, I don't know if I've got far enough into it yet. Like, uh, I, things have happened. I live in a grotty flat, apparently, that my landlord doesn't clean or, or, or fix. It's uh, a... a tiny robot that's quite adorable has come to chat to me <laughs> and, and tell me that something's happened. Mm, it's, it's very text heavy. I it's, didn't. I didn't realize yeah. it was sort of that kind of. Um, it's it's very much a sort of novel adventure. Yeah, text adventure type thing. It's a bit cyberpunk. It's pretty queer. It's very Ooh. sort of. Um, yeah, you're a you're a journalist, if I remember right, or something like that. Something and like that. It's like I'm hey, reading headphones at the yeah, beginning. Go go solve a go solve a solve a mystery. Work out what's going on. Also, be pretty heckin' gay. Ooh, um, well, I'm very happy with. And do I remember right that one of the things they do right near the beginning is um, what are your pronouns, big, what's big, your diet? Yeah, br- pronouns and diet and stuff. And it's like, yeah, well done, game on that. Mm. Well done. Yes. I've even. I'm guessing you've not come across Jim Sterling's voice acting role in this yet. I don't no. think you'll you'll know him when you hear him. 
Excellent. Well, <laughs> I, I usually do. I did spot Jim in full panic before I gave up on that. Ooh, right. That was fun to, to knock stirred up or dust off a, uh, <laughs> off a tower. Oh, yeah, are you are you feeling like yeah I'll jump back into 2064 is it um, just I think I will uh, I, I'm, I'm super into me adventure games at the moment so it's going to be Breath of the Wild and, and Okami yeah, until that's, that's finished I think that is my pair right now as well oh. I have no room for anything slower than these that's fair uh yeah, I played a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I played. I finished my playthrough of Minute on the Switch. Ooh, that was uh, so quick. <laughs> it's it's a game I think we've talked about before, where yes. every time you play it, you die after sixty seconds, and you've got to try and work out how to make more and more pro- progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I managed to get myself a bit confused on how to progress, and ended up being like, oh, I can't remember how to do this. Um, but yeah, I got to the end of it again, and. That that game is very very creative in pushing, pushing you to work out how to get further and further with a very limited amount of time. Mm. It's once you know how to play, how to do it, you could probably finish that game in about half an hour. Oh, okay. Like if you know where to go, that you could probably finish it. Like I would guess in probably like twenty five to thirty runs. So do you think there would be like a minute speedrunning community? Um, I'm pretty sure that I've seen people complete it in under 25 minutes. Wowzer. Um, in the, like, yeah, this is the, the minimum number of runs you can do, I think. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a cute little game. It definitely took me considerably more than half an hour to do on my first attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I probably did it in about an hour on the second time through. And, yeah, it's, it's just a nice thing to jump back into sometimes. Hmm. Uh, you've got a code for that, I believe. I have not redeemed it as yet. Yeah, well, I'm curious to see what you think as someone going in blind. Well, I watched you playing it the other day. I was quite interested. What's with the whole minute thing not being a minute? Because you were fighting that boss, and I swear that took longer than a minute. Uh, yes, that is the one so you thing. Get, like, boosts. Um... Uh, that is the one thing in the game that takes more than a minute. Is I eventually reached the boss, and the 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 whole deal with the boss is he's he's the one who's been messing with time. Oh, is that the final boss you were fighting? Yeah, was oh, okay. the, that was me fighting the final boss who... Oh. Because he was the one messing with time, I was able to spend more than a minute fighting the boss. Gotcha. But, yeah. Uh, up till that fight you saw, everything is just... Yeah, there's no way to increase your time limit. You've got a minute. Go. Okay. Uh, you can find different houses in some places. So if you can get oh. to a different house in a, within you a minute, you can change your starting position. Yeah, you can start change your starting position to get somewhere you couldn't have got within a minute. Mm. That's about it. Ah. Uh, you got anything else? Or... Not that is definitely it this time. Okay, so I've got one more. What over the, the over the weekend. Uh, the Dragon Ball Fighter Z, or I believe it's pronounced Dragon Ball Fighters, but it's got a big Z at the end. Uh, had its beta on the Switch, and I played got some your of that. Ass kicked in practice. <laughs> yeah, so uh. the 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 beta was set up in such a way that you couldn't actually play offline. Um, there was kind of hidden away a training menu, but if you wanted to fight against CPUs, you had to wait and hope that the servers went down so that they gave you randomly selected character matches against CPUs. Oh, sweet and even during those, you couldn't pause and look at the move list, which is frustrating. Yeah. So, the only other mode that was available was online, presumably because they were testing the online, that's why yeah. they had a beta. And when you set up your room, 
you set up a bunch of rules and one of them is like, you know, are you doing, you know, being deadly serious, I want to play to win, or are you just like, no, beginner, practice, I want to, you know, mm. mess around, work out the controls, r- remind myself what I'm doing because I haven't played in six months. Yeah. And apparently people were not looking at that bit in the list of settings and just being like, oh yeah, I'll just jump into this room marked beginner slash practice and whoop your ass. fucking whoop your ass so bad that you can't get a single punch out. Well, I'm like, I can't remember what the block button is. It was hold backwards to block, not a button. I didn't work that out until I got to fight some CPUs for a bit. But, um, yeah, it was... There were a lot of people in that lobby who had clearly been playing daily for six months and were like, right, let's check out this new mode. And were not giving any breathing room to anyone who was like, I just need a second to work out what I'm doing and then we'll have a fight. That's kind of Um, shitty behaviour. So once I found the sort of hidden away training mode, because uh, the menu for this game is like a physical hub that you walk around in 3D space and to do the training mode, you have to not go into the big circle that says training, but talk to an NPC next to that circle and... I just want a menu where I can click on training. It will give me the training things that teach mm. me the controls. Once I'd done that, I started doing better online. But uh, my first match was not enjoyable. No. But I will say that game still looks absolutely freaking gorgeous. Mm. Uh, the Switch port runs beautifully. Mm. It's it's a gorgeous game with a great set of fighting mechanics that I had a lot of fun with once I remembered what the mechanics were. I'm probably going to pick that up. Oh. Uh, I believe it's end of next month that comes out, and um, I enjoy that a lot. I'd like to play more of that. Oh. Yeah, I think that's everything I played this week. Excellent. So, <gasps> inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. How's uh, what what you call this meeting for? Well, uh, we've been uh. Looking at, uh, at some games recently, uh, we figured that uh, we wanted to, to to get in on some ideas. And uh, the, the the those people that made that oh we happy few, uh, they, yeah, they were yeah. talking about happiness culture, mm-hmm. uh, and and we think we can get in on this idea of, of like uh, exploitative uh, health cultures uh, and how we can we can make a game sort of countering that, make it feel. Like real edgy and, and and things things that people really want to get into. We're going to use this really cool sort of nineteen uh, eighties aesthetic. There's going to be mm. a lot of uh, neon and pop socks and and all that stuff. And and it's going to be basically about just sort of health health culture in general. You know, uh, uh, anytime people get sick, they they tend to go to hospital. Uh, so I'm suggesting maybe like um, game starts with the main character. They 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 break their leg. And rather than going to hospital to have that fixed, they're like, no, no, I'm not going to play in a health culture. I'm just going to just let that fucker dangle. Interesting, interesting. How do you see this playing out as you continue? Well, you know, I I, I figure that uh, maybe they'll be uh, sort of forced out of their, their town by, you know, the, the healthy types, um, you know, and, and forced to live in sort of the outskirts and the, in the sort of uh, on the edges of the fringes of society with the other other sick people. We'll, we'll call them sickos and they'll, they'll be fall, forced to sort of live away from the healthful people. 
Interesting, interesting. And, like, do you got any other world-building ideas for this? Yeah, you know, like, the, the helpful are always staying positive, always working out, staying fit and healthy, and, and they're ready, very ready to blame anyone who gets sick, because, you know, they clearly weren't living healthily enough, you know, it's clearly something they've done, you know, and, 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 you know, they might initially say things like, oh, you know, try some yoga, go out for a, a walk in the woods, you know, Better than, than all your ridiculous, like, needing medication or, or, or going to hospital to, to, you know, have your, have your appendicitis removed. Because clearly that, that's your fault that you got that. See, see, I'm, I'm with you most of the way here. I've only sure. got one minor concern. Sure. Um, gamers like escapism, and I do worry this might be a little too close to reality. Well, maybe in America, where people can actually afford healthcare and are ostracized in that way. But I reckon, you know, anywhere with uh, universal healthcare, it'd probably just be fine. Yeah, I agree with you. We could probably sell this in the UK and, you know, Canada. Well, for I think, now. I, think they've got that. I don't well, think that NHS is going to be there much that's longer. Right. If, we get it out in, if we get it out in the next, like, three months, we might still get our sales quarter before they... Well, uh, of course. You know, we're, we're playing off another game. We want to we wanna get our inspired by a game out as soon as possible. You know, we don't want to be left behind like those Battle Royale fools. <laughs> right. Get it shipped out within the month. Sure. Oh, all right, Snugglebum. Oh, you're all right, cuddle friend. I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, uh, see this, see this. I've got, got a new, uh, got a new bit of stitching on there. Oh, I see that stitching you got on your face. How'd you get that? Yeah. Oh, you know, fighting the, fighting the under the bed demon. Yeah. Oh, it's, goodness. It's getting proper airy recently. Really acting up. But so I uh, smacked it right back down. Oh. Kicked out the window. Uh, oh, yeah. Kid woke up next morning, bit disturbed, but uh, yeah, yeah, just got myself a nice little bit of stitch yeah. in there. Mum's done a great job on that. Oh, I can't no- tell if you noticed. You see, my eyes had to be stitched back on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's because uh, that creature over in the cupboard had a proper rough and tumble with it. Lost me eye, fell on the counter. Again, Mum did a great job sewing it back up. Yeah, yeah, nice one, nice one. Well, of course, uh, of course, this one, of course, this one, me, me old belly came out. That's that, of course, was actually the dog. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's always the dog, isn't it? Dogs, got a bit rowdy. Dog, dogs, you know. Yeah, they, they don't trust us. Don't get that with a cat, do I? Nah, cat's proper friendly. Right, and Mum's always going, "No, Fido, that's not your toy," and I'm not. I'm not that toy. You're not that toy. It's fine. I'll get you. I'll get you. I got. I got one last one. Yeah. I got one last one. I had to have my arm sewn back on oh, the other day. Oh, stitched back on. Yeah, I had my arm stitched back yeah, on. What was that? Because uh, that that creature that hides in the uh, in the shadows behind the uh, coat rack. Oh, that proper proper okay, dog. Yeah, yeah. Dad stitch. Dad stitch that one back Dad, on because yeah, he's, yeah. he's a proper he's a proper balanced household. Dad oh, knows yeah, how to yeah, stitch yeah. me back. I think That's he did. Nice bit of I think he did enough. a better bit of stitching than mum, if I'm honest. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a competition, but that is a fine bit of very tidy stitching. You nice one, your, Dad. Yeah, you need yours. Right, well, I gotta get back to patrol. Yeah, yeah. Good one. You too. You too. Well now. Well. What have you placed into your eye spaces? What have I placed into my eye spaces? Oh. Uh, not a huge amount new this week. Uh, I started on season three of My Hero Academia. Uh, that show continues to be like the most interesting show in an anime I've watched in a while. It's it's a good action anime where people do the punching. Um, I've been really intrigued by the the wild variety of interesting superpowers that they've given people and the sort of interesting limitations placed upon them. Um, 
A very early show example that I'll give is there's someone who his power is, if he's looking at you, he can nullify your powers and stop you having powers. I know. But the problem is, second he blinks, that stops working. So it's like... So you become the weeping angel. His his whole thing is like, I can stop the villain from, from destroying everyone, but if I blink, we're screwed. And just like, interesting, like, that's a very good power with an interesting drawback hmm. sort of things. So I'm continuing to very much enjoy that show. Um, what about you? What are you putting in your eyes? Uh, almost nothing, really. I really can't think of anything that I've seriously watched. I've watched some. Uh, I've watched someone doing a playthrough of. A, I'm guessing it's a ROM hack. It's a mashup of Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past mm. and uh, Super Metroid. Is this the Super Beard Bros? It's Super Beard Bros. Uh, Let's Play. Um, but it's less about them, and I'm more fascinated by the, just the concept of this thing. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's been done so it, you it basically randomizes every new time you play it. Mm. Um, so you might find that, like, you'll find that. Um, Legend of Zelda is full of things like extra missiles for Metroid or extra this or extra that and basically the um, the fortune teller huts from Legend of Zelda Hmm. are access points to Metroid and you can play through and you will find sort of in opposite games you'll find uh, bits of equipment for for the other game it's very strange yeah, I'm mildly fascinated. Yeah. You told me about this, and I'm like, I need to look this playthrough up just to, to wrap my head around this. Yeah, um, I, I, I really want to look up the, the ROM and see like more about sort of its creation and stuff, because it sounds really fascinating. It sounds like a fascinating thing to like to do a playthrough of on stream sometime, I'm maybe. not sure I know Metroid well enough to do it. I know I know, I know Link to the Past well enough, yeah, but yeah. Me- Metroid not so much. Mm. Um, but it was quite interesting, like they didn't even start with a sword or shield. Mm. Um, so that they were running around just throwing bushes and, and stuff at people. Uh, eventually managed to find, or, or fairly quickly found, like the first power glove. Yeah. Um, so that was obviously reasonably helpful for them. I opened up much more of the map. Um, and they, they then went into sort of, sort of Zelda and were desperately trying to find the Morph Ball and Morph Bomb. Yeah, uh, because obviously you need that quite early on in in Metroid to get going anywhere. But they were finding pretty much everything, but <laughs> eventually managed to get the morph ball, but not the bomb. So that they've got like uh, ice beams and a, a couple of different suits. I think, um, yeah, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Sort of from a technical standpoint, I'd be interested yeah. to know. Almost like a, I would, I would like a making of by the creator of that um, yeah. game thing. It's kind oh. of fascinating. Yeah, what else about you have you done? Uh, the only other thing I've started watching is oh. Voltron Season 7, which every time we bring it up on this show, I have to say, I am impressed at the turnaround time for this show. Turn and I, I swear, it can't be more than a couple of months ago Season 6 happened. Uh, season 7 continues to be very enjoyable. Um, they've got a good balance of humour and overall like plot drama hmm. tension. And also... As was sort of hinted at in the trailer for season seven, gays, gays, yeah, there's gays in it now. Yeah, space gays, space gays, space gays. Uh, so yeah, that's sort of. I'm I'm continuing to enjoy Voltron. It's it's managed to keep up a very good consistent pace, and 
I don't know how long this show is going to run for, but I'm impressed that they're keeping up the pace and quality that they are. Anything else in your eyes? Nope, that's it. (gasps) Well then. Hello. This is an informative announcement from the Podcast Foundation. We regret to inform you that literally every podcast idea has now been done. That's correct. Every single idea that you could possibly have for a podcast has now been done by someone out there. There are no podcast ideas left. Literally every podcast has been done. We're terribly sorry. We are closing the door to podcasts. I'm sure you think of another medium you can you can do. Vlogs, maybe? We don't know. All the podcasts are done. How about flick books? We could do a podcast about flick books. Oh, I guess we haven't done that, actually. There is one podcast idea one... left available. Indeed. Who wants to do the podcast about flipbooks? Contact us immediately at the Podcasting Foundation. Ooh, how are we going to do in Rain Cloud? Oh, not too bad. It's been very dry recently. I'm not sure I approve. Oh, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I've just been... I've been checking our school calendar, trying to work out when we can get in some cooler weather, and there's just too much going on we need to get on top of. I know. I know. It's, it's, you know, people having barbecues and stuff. Mm. Got to to really burn down on and make sure that they ask the sun all the time. So we've got to to give them as much sun as I can, even if it makes them too hot to comfortably move. Absolutely. How's the calendar looking for you? Well, there's a lot of festies coming up, and I figured I'd probably get them nice and wet, because that's what they've come to expect. In England well, it'll cool them down. Yeah, they've been complaining there's too hot to dance and stuff, so you should probably schedule some rain in so they cool down at the festival in the mud so that they can dance, I suppose. I, you know, it's what they've come to expect, and they, they like a bit of mud wrestling at these festivals. Exactly, exactly. So I think we should, I think we should just keep up the schedule because looking at those calendars, it looks like so much sun you can barely move. Followed by torrential downpours that threaten to drown people. Yeah. I think I think we can probably pencil that in, don't you? I think we've got this. So, what have you shoved in your ear spaces? <gasps> in my ear space? Well, you uh-huh. might be able to help me with this one because I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. But we listened to a two-hour-long Dead Mouse mix. We did. Many times. Uh, at least twice. At least a couple of times. Do you know what it was called? No idea. Okay. Well, we very much enjoyed listening to a good Dead Mouse mix. I have a feeling it might have been like a fan has done the mix. Ah. Um, do, do you know the name of any of the tracks that were in this mix? Uh, I remember is in quite near the beginning, and Stay, which is one of my listened, is in quite near the end. What, shall we talk about... Uh, uh, I remember and stay. Um, or do you want to just? Watch I remember by Dead Mouse. I think I Brent mentioned it on a, on uh, an episode recently because we listened to it at a previous party with one of the same people. <laughs> um, stay uh, is quite a long track. Uh, there is a, a version that's like thirteen thirty one. Um, it features uh, oh god, this was the one Co- that changed styles a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, featuring uh, Colleen. <laughs> I'm gonna mess this up. Dagostino? You gave it your best shot. <laughs> Dagostino. D A D apostrophe A G O S T I N O. Um 
She's got a really haunting voice. Yeah. Quite incredible. Um, the lyrics are interesting. Yeah. It's, it sounds like a, a not super healthy relationship. Yeah. Again. But, but like, Beautiful, it's, but... it's sung in a way that makes the, the lyrics sound like they're being sung by someone who believes them. There's a, there's a passion to it. Mm. It sounds, it sounds sincere. Yeah. It's, it's a, it is a haunting track. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely stunning track. And, and I will have to see about trying to get a copy of that mix because it's, yeah. Damn good. We will have to get that friend to tell us what mix that was and then mm-hmm. we can like recommend it onwards. Uh, and uh, we also listened to the same person and uh, mixed by Solar Fields. Oh yeah. Uh, we I believe it was a, uh, an album mix of um Movements mm-hmm. uh, which is available in its entirety on YouTube. I found out today. I <laughs> uh, had another listen to that. Didn't know Solar Fields were responsible for some of the Mirror's Edge. That'll be where I know them from. Soundtrack. I knew that uh, they were really familiar and I couldn't place them. I uh, I googled them today and like the third option down was Mirror's Edge soundtrack and I was like, "Oh, okay." Okay. Yeah. You got any others? Yeah, I listened to a couple of new individual tracks that I found on uh, Spotify this week. Yes. Uh, so there was one called I'm Not a Good Person by oh, Pat the Bunny. But you are. Uh, uh, well, this is Pat the Bunny singing. Oh. Um, so it's sort of just like an acoustic guitar sort of folk track about... It's it's. The singer is basically singing from a perspective of having a lot of negative thoughts about themselves and being convinced that everyone sees them the way they do. Mm. It very much comes off as the sort of negative intrusive thoughts that someone with depression might have. Mm. And the way that, you know, when you get in a really bad depression hole, it's very easy to be like, I hate myself. Ergo, everyone must think I'm a terrible person. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a song about that. It's these sort of... Not feeling like you're good enough to deserve the great people around you, or feeling exhausted and feeling like you're failing and struggling to do things right, and assuming that everyone sees in you the bad that you see in yourself, and Aww. how ultimately, like, it's probably not true, but that doesn't make it necessarily easier not to think that about yourself. Aww. It's a really, like, it's kind of sad, but it's a pretty beautiful track. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I'm Not a Good Person by uh, Pat the Bunny. I will, I will pat the bunny. <sighs> pat yeah. Bunny. What about stumps. you? You got oh, any more songs? That, that me. Uh, oh, I do have a podcast, but well, do do more songs first. Okay, I've got one more song, I believe, which mm-hmm. is called uh, Armchair Anarchism by a band called Not Half Bad. Uh, it's another acoustic guitar one. It's got a much more grungy masculine vocal line. And it's sort of a track about how it's easier to be pacifist in the face of aggression because pacifism as a as a response to violence can feel more honourable than just saying that you're not responding because of apathy. Mm. Like it's easier to it's easier to chalk up your inaction as no, I believe in pacifism than it is to admit no, I'm just being apathetic. And it's scary and tough to be like anarchistic and and violent in response to big issues like fascism. Yeah. And sort of, yeah, th- this idea of it's very easy to say that you would like to, you know, be the ones standing up and you know waving a bat, going "No, fuck off, you Nazis, get the fuck out of here." Mm. 
Mm. It's much harder to to be that on the front line in practice. Yeah. It's it's an interesting track mm. from someone who at least the the perspective of the song character is very much conflicted about how do I resolve this this knowledge that I maybe should be more proactive in my mm. response to bad things in the world. Yeah. But that it's it's sometimes hard to do that. Mm, that's true. Although I must say, I think everyone did really well in DC the other day. Woo! Because yeah. what was it? Something like less than two dozen people turned up for Unite the Right too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like ah, yeah. oh, we went from hundreds of Nazis to fewer than twenty, and they have specifically cited it's because they don't feel safe. Good. Nazis yeah. shouldn't feel safe. Nazis shouldn't feel safe. Right. Tell me about this podcast. I've started listening to uh, Query with uh, Cameron Esposito. Is this the one that you were listening to earlier? Yes. It's but I was Q- like, ooh, I need to listen to this. Yeah. It's spelled Q-U-E-E-R-Y. Um, and I just, I was looking for something to listen to randomly. And I was like, oh, I like Cameron Esposito. That's where I decided to get my, my undercuts yes. on. What was the other thing that she was involved in that you've talked about before? Stand up. She does yes, stand up. Yes. Um, and 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 as a, a a lesbian who's who's has as far as I've seen always been quite trans positive and and yeah. quite trans inclusive in stuff. So that was that was nice. Yeah. I came downstairs and I was uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> what is this? You're listening to two lesbians talking about how easy it is to get wrapped up in just overworking and being really bad at taking time off. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> hashtag relatable. Huh, hashtag relatable. Lesbians talking about like, yeah, if I, if no one else was around to stop me, I'd just work all the time and never oh. stop writing. I'm like, mm, big mood. Yeah, big so, mood. So the, the basic um, sort of uh, running order, format yeah. of the show is that they will, uh, she will have a random person on they will talk about, uh, first of all, about themselves a little bit and about their, their childhood, um, then about how, how in what way they are queer and, and sort of how coming out and things went. And they will talk about a sort of a bit more of their sort of adult experiences and things. And then they will talk about a, a queero, who, who is their queer hero and, 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 and so forth. And, and that's really interesting. And, and obviously Cameron sort of mentioning sort of bits about what it's like to be a, a queer stand up and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the first episode, uh, it was, um, her and her wife, um, it's, uh, Rhea Butcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rhea's sort of gender fluid. They yeah. haven't really decided where they stand as far as a label. Okay. But certainly not fully female. Yeah. Uh, as far as I could get from the episode. Um. So it's 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 also nice sort of getting some sort of trans stuff in there as well, and and okay. obviously sort of uh, talk, talking about sort of. What it is to present as uh, as a gender or, or no gender, indeed. The, um, yeah. the uh, listening to episode three now, um, it's quite interesting hearing that that person talking about how they pretty much seem to. Um, they haven't used the word, but they they sounds like they're describing a gender, like no gender at all. Don't want to identify as 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 any gender, uh, yeah. and and certainly get very upset when when people sort of say ma'am or, or lady or whatever. 
Yeah. Uh, and and how that can how that could make them feel. Um. So yeah. Um. I'm enjoying it so far. Um. Sort of nearly three, uh, two and a half episodes in. I very much um, enjoyed what I heard when yeah. I walked downstairs. I imagine that some of the guests will be a bit up and down, but you know, there's yeah. there, there seems to be plenty of it to look through. What, what was that called again? It's called Query Q E E R Y with Cameron Esposito. Heck, that sounds interesting. I believe it's on iTunes. I got it from by my aggravator ag- agri- aggregator app. So M- most things are on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? That's it. Well then. So, everybody, we've, we've come up with this new sports car. It's a, a big, uh, huge car. It's, a, it's 267 brake horsepower. It's uh, absolutely like shit off a shovel. It's, it's designed to look like the most sleek, beautiful car you've ever seen. We've got uh, very beautiful women ready to drape themselves over the car in order to advertise it. We just need a name. We're, we're, we're very aiming for a much, basically just males... Men who who like to go very very fast. Uh, that that's our key uh, target audience we're aiming for. So um, we we're just sort of banding around. If anyone's got any ideas, what, what sort of names we might be able to use? Um, I I was wondering if we could use um the Schlongschleider Supreme. The Schlongschleider that sounds amazing. The Schlongschleider Supreme. supremely. I was thinking maybe something like uh, somebody came up with the Fastmaster. Uh, the uh, distance destroyer. Yeah, yeah. Those were. Um, let's see what else have they got. Uh, the um, the the um, the power penetrator. The dominator. Oh goodness, I like that. How, how about? Uh, oh, oh, one last one. Uh, this this one that uh, came down from on high. The, the jizz cannon. Oh goodness! As long as we can ship them in white or slightly off-white, that'll be perfect. The Nisari Jizz Cannon coming this summer. Yeah, <laughs> coming this summer. I <laughs> love oh, yes, yes, yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. Well, we'll we'll get that slapped on the back of a car, and I'm sure there won't be any repercussions to that. <laughs> hey kids, have you seen the latest craze? What is it? Do you want to make friends? Yeah. Do you want to feel good? Yeah. Do you want to help other people feel good? Yeah. Do you want to make a better society? Yeah. Then try kindness. It costs nothing. <gasps> question time. It's time for questions. What have we got for questions? Uh, v would like to know, uh, what is your favourite nickname for Estradol? Uh, I'm a big fan of titty skittles. I like titty skittles. Breast mints and antihistamines. Yeah, those are pretty good too. I think those are my favourites. Uh, Chrono Hellraiser. Uh, have you ever tried the veggie slash vegan brand fries? Uh, yeah, we had the slicing sausage recently. <gasps> oh, yeah, that, 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 that really was good. that slicing sausage we got from uh, mm-hmm. Holland Barrett. Ooh, yeah. It was good slicing sausage. I was making slicing sausage sandwiches with some uh, vegan A's and uh, sliced pickled onions. I can, I can recommend sandwiches. I can recommend that slicing sausage. Mm. <laughs> sausage. <laughs> uh, Fracking Biscuit would like to know, re the Doom Eternal... Uh, what is your read on the melting pot slash uh, mortally t- challenged uh, takes? Do they come off as ableist slash anti-immigration to you? I have not come across this at all. I've not paid much attention to Doom Eternal. So I hadn't until I, I, I got the question and I decided I would sit down and, and watch the uh, QuakeCon 
Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, there seems to be this disembodied voice talking through uh, the invasion of of of, he- of hell to earth. Yeah, and that we shouldn't defi- describe them as demons. They're they're mortally challenged. Um, and, okay. Um, okay. That's uh, that. Earth is a has always been a melting pot uh, of, of types of people and stuff, and it kind of like it made me think of the the 2016 game because there was bits in that where in the the sort of law stuff there were things like the 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 administrators or, or whoever it was were saying like. And uh, well, you know, don't run away. It upsets the demons when they're trying to kill you. And I, I feel like that's what they were trying to capture. I, and and I, I kind of understand that they would want to follow that up because, in many ways, that that was somewhat entertaining. But the turns of phrase they've used, they kind of remind me of that "org lives matter" shit. Yeah, having <laughs> having not seen it, so obviously I'm only commenting on your secondhand description. Uh-huh. It sounds a little like the joke is, or it could come off as, ha ha ha, isn't it ridiculous when people on Earth ask for these things? We're using demons to point out how ludicrous it is that you ask for these things. Mm. Or, political correctness gone mad is a thing, and here's our... Again, using this to be like, ah, well, d- d- these things can go too far. Yeah, and it's it's a it's apparently upset quite a lot of people online who've sort of noticed it. That's uh, caused all the dickheads to blow up and go, ah, SJWs, you're all upset. It's like, but... <laughs> I, you're just dickheads, so that's that, yeah. that's basically all we're going to get from you. But I, it, it is it, it's fucking tone deaf. Or, yeah, like I if I feel like they were trying to follow up the thing from the first game, they just picked the wrong words. Yes, that um, sounds entirely possible. Like, bad call. Maybe they'll fix it because, like, I thought it were doing pretty well with the whole punch a fucking Nazi for Wolfenstein Two thing. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah more of that, please, but. Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll oh. see where it goes. I'll, I'll probably look into this tomorrow. Yeah, um, maybe it's a thing to write about. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Becky Toothill would like to know: chocolate sauce or squirty cream on your after dinner treats? Oh, chocolate sauce. Why not both? Well, even if both was an option, mm. squirty cream's not hugely for me. It's, oh, it's you don't like cream. I'm not a huge cream dairy person. It's mm. It's very, it's very voluminous for not very much actual thing. Mm. It's it's not my thing. I would mm. rather just do like if if the squirty cream is on something when it's served to me, I will mm. eat it and I will be fine. But I would never ask for squirty cream, or I would never put it on if it wasn't mm. there already. I quite like some of the soy squirty creams. I think they're quite good, and they don't have that sort of cloying at the back of your mouth feel that. Real cream gets obviously. I don't eat real cream anymore anyway. But maybe maybe I'll try one of those. But back in my youth, I used to get up in the morning and I go down the Seven Eleven, the one Seven Eleven that seems to exist anywhere in South London, and we get a thing, a, a, a can of chocolate anchor squirty cream each, <laughs> and we'd sit on the bus to Kingston just in, just pouring squirty cream into our mouths. Oh gosh. What's next on the questions? Um, Bethany Turner. Who runs Barter Town? Hmm. 
I'm having a moment. I can't remember the answer to this. I know this is a fucking um, Mad Max thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would say that the people have risen up and Barter Town is now a non-hierarchical commune. That's my answer. That's a good answer. Let's go with that. Uh, Joseph Adams would like to know which is the best Star Trek. Next gen. Yeah, next gen. <laughs> uh, Lucy Nevins. What does it mean to live a good life? Hmm. I think if you you do the best you can to be good to the people around you and you take you take the opportunities that are presented to you where you can and you just try and try and uh, try and do the best you can for yourself and the best you can for the people around you you've done a good life i think you got a good answer for this uh doing no intentional harm be yeah. truthful be kind be helpful make time for yourself and loved ones Fight racism, fascism, and bigotry of any kind. Yeah, try and leave the world a better place than you joined it, and yeah. take the chances that that present themselves to you because you only get to live one life. So screw it. Why not try stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zaldera, is the weather still stupidly hot? Uh, it's catapulted to the other end of the summer spectrum now. We've had like four days of pretty heavy rain. Mm-hmm. Like this is like the middle of Jesus. the summer. And it's like just now it's pouring with rain now. But according to the newspapers, we're going to be back in uh, heatwave yeah. territory again in a week or so. I think we're getting like a. We had terrifying heatwave, maybe a week solid of rain, and then it's going to go back to heatwave. Heatwave. England doesn't know what its weather wants to do. Well, the world doesn't know what to do because we fucked it up. Yes, we did. What's the next question? Uh, Tom would like to know Have you played Pokemon Mystery Dungeon and what are your opinions? I played a bit of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon and I couldn't get into it. And my reasoning is a bit weird. I must have been around 2000. I played a bootleg Game Boy Pokemon game. Um, And you could probably find the name of it by doing some Googling. It's the one where you are a human who gets turned into a monster when you fall down a tree and the Pokemon type things, you don't catch them. You call them on your on your mobile phone, and they come to battle for you when you call their phone number. Ooh. That weird one. For some reason, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon reminds me of this weird bootleg Pokemon game I played probably around the year 2000, and I can't get that connection out of my head, and as such, I just can't get into it. Hmm. I have heard good things. I It seems well made. It just reminds me of this weird bootleg Pokemon game. Hmm. What about you? Not played it. Ah. Uh, Bran wants to know, how do you come up with sketches? Do you come up with them beforehand, or are they spur of the moment? Usually the day of recording, we will we will be like, ah, oh, we need skits. Do, 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 do. There we go. Yeah, some, sometimes we will sort of just be chatting during the week, and we'll be like, that's a good skit. And we'll make a note of it. What was uh, was it? Grey Peter was one that we were just having a chat in bed. Grey Peter was one we had in bed. Um, the uh, Satnav to Adventure oh, was one we came up to while we, we were down visiting friends uh, in Brighton. Yeah, we were in Brighton and we would we were just like having a chat walking About down the adventure. road. Yes, on, I think you said something like "Onward to Adventure," and I went turn right for adventure. <laughs> yes, turn right for for silliness, <laughs> and we just kind of. Sometimes we'll just riff them as we go because yeah. we, we are very silly people and these things just happen. Otherwise, like, on a Tuesday morning, I will sit down and be like, okay, Brian, what you got for me? Yeah, pretty and much. 
I just kind of sit there until ideas happen. Yeah. Sometimes they're better than others, but I come up with I come up with enough of them for my half of the, the skit list. Yep. So we, we come try and come up with three each, and uh, then whoever's got them does the the cold open and the brochure justice. But outside of that, we try and do three each for the main skits. Try and do three each, and and whoever can think of first a, a cold open or the the brochure justice and. Mm. Sometimes they're... It's usually me that ends up coming up occasionally with ones that are fully scripted, like the uh, You Wouldn't Unionise a Car was one. Yeah, yeah. That I had, like, the whole thing written out. But, like... And sometimes they're just, like... um, there's a, a meeting for Electronic Act Softworks, and and they're going to do something evil. Ha <laughs> ha Well, this, this week's opening skit, I had written down, wrestling intro, our challenger, weighing in at over 30 episodes and counting, is Queer and Pleasant Strangers, with the elongated typing. So, like, that was pretty much scripted out before we yeah, went in. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really much more you could do with that. Yeah, it's just, here's, here's a silly idea, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that probably answers that. Yeah. Uh, how the fuck do I fall asleep would like to know. Have you ever dealt with insomnia and how do you deal with it? Um, I used to deal with it quite a lot and my solution, and this was primarily when I was either living at home and had my own bedroom or living by myself and like had my own room in houses, was I would fall asleep listening to just like, I would play YouTube videos, I would play... Uh, um, audio books that I knew inside out. I would literally just leave something playing that I knew inside mm. out and that like... Something you don't need to focus on. The equivalent of white noise. It was something going on so that I didn't feel bored while I couldn't sleep and wasn't sat there thinking, I can't sleep, I can't sleep. Mm. But not something interesting enough or new enough or that I needed to focus on enough that it itself was keeping me awake. Yeah, It was just something to occupy my brain so that if it was going to take me a while to fall asleep, I wouldn't sit there beating myself up because that would just make yeah. make it harder to sleep. What about you? Um, few things. Um, uh, what is it? Four, seven, eight. I think it is. Is the breathing technique? Uh, mm. Breath in for four seconds, hold for seven, out for eight. Yeah. Um, I think that's the right numbers. Yeah, um, you can Google it. It's scientifically supposed to be better for you, and and you just constantly focus on nothing but that little mantra of breathe in, hold, breathe out. Yeah, um, those are quite good. Uh, sleeping tablets, nitol one a night, got me through a, a few uh, times of that. And when I was very young and quite depressed, I would get very very stoned. Don't <laughs> recommend that at all. What else we got? Question wise. <laughs> Uh, Dealey would like to know Do either of you have advice on the whole Didn't have a childhood thing Uh, It's never too late to have a childhood In your adulthood We were talking about this on, on Saturday yeah. night Weren't we like... it's, it's a thing that like you see a lot with trans people Where like you miss out on a lot of those formative uh, Growing up experiences And then you get to like mid-twenties Early thirties and go fuck it I have disposable income No one can stop me doing it I'm gonna eat a bunch of jelly tots and hug a cuddly toy because I can. Woo. Get get you know, get get some some nice pajamas or nighties yeah. or whatever. Invite your friends over and ha, have ha. an entirely non sexual, non alcohol, exactly. non non drug based evening of just chilling and chatting about people and Yeah, me and yeah. My, me and my friends Becky McKeeda did that a few months back. We nice. had a sleepover where we just like 
watched terrible films. We watched a film where a man was reincarnated as, as a dog and had to make a human lady fall in love with him. That sounds and disgusting. All of the, the dog's thoughts were seemingly like recorded and ad-libbed because they don't sound like they were scripted and like you just have a giggle and do silly things and yeah. chat about your lives. And do it. Have have adult teenage sleepovers because fuck it why not yeah have all those things yeah wrap yourself up in a blanket wear a nice dressing gown and be like yeah fuck it mm-hmm. we're, gonna be, we're, gonna, we're gonna have a childhood now yeah get snacks have, have a good time it's good uh, also hug your friends hug your friends definitely uh, Kenny uh, would like to know how do you handle relatives who talk, who will talk about politics uh, but Accuse you of being too political if you disagree with them. Yeah. Uh, well, the way I've learned to deal with these relatives is just not spend any time with them now because I'm an adult. I'm just like, nope. And if I do spend time with them, I no longer back down on my politics. And I'm like, well, you asked me about it. Here we go. Politics time. <laughs> make things as awkward as possible because fuck it, why not? Life's too short not to make things awkward politically. <laughs> Uh, my answer is don't. I I don't have a family, so it's never really been a problem. What about if I suddenly turn around? I'm like, mm, well, uh, you know, the right, the right wing, right wing have some ideas, don't they? Ugh. Would you like your ring back? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well then, no. you you know not to go right wing on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, seriously, no. no, I I no no no. no. <laughs> Uh, Jacob Marion, um, if you could improve one game to make it what you wanted it to be, what would it be? Mm. Beyond Good and Evil 2, and I would uh, make it into a single-player linear linear action-adventure game. Where they played all their developers to make the game rather than yeah. trying to farm it out. Yeah, I would, I would make it, you know, another, another single-player linear action-adventure game. And not whatever this thing is it is now that is not the thing that I wanted. Yeah. What about you? Um, I might take uh, Link to the Past and do a supercut with Link Between Worlds, maybe. Uh, The one I thought, that's the one I just thought up on the spur of the moment. The one I actually thought of earlier was uh, I would maybe double the starting stamina in Breath of the Wild. Not a bad call. Like maybe, maybe like just the outer ring as well, length of stamina, and I think that that'd probably be. I I would say, and I believe there's a mod of this that exists. Mm. Uh, Skyward Sword, less feed hawking, more stam, more stamina or no stamina wheel. The other thing I, if I was going to do um, Skyward Sword. I would make sure that it remembered that I had seen things in chest or picked things up. Oh yes, between turning off the game. Yes, that's the other one because that's piss annoying. Yes, so less less of fee waffling on and no reminding you between sessions. Hey, you you got yeah. a rupee. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and and fix its weird stamina thing. Mm. Uh, drop. Hi, drop. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Because their usernames Hydrob. Hydrob. <laughs> Hi, Hydrob. Uh, have you seen the CG anime? Oh God. Hotuseki no Kuni. No. Nor have I. Well, that's answered that question. I now feel like I need to search this to find out if it's like a 
thing. Hot H O U S E K I. No Gwynny. No Gwynny. Ah, interesting art style. Like, uh, I'm just checking it's not like a particularly notable, like, like. Land of the Lustrous. Mm. Oh, uh, Land of the Lustrous. Is that having good hair or what? I'm, yeah, I'm curious, is that what it is? Um, in a place inhabited by jewels that take the form of people, Fos is weak, uh, and considered useless by their peers. Fos asks about, about, asks their aloof but wise colleague for help after they receive an assignment to create a natural history encyclopedia, thus beginning their friendship and personal growth. Meanwhile, the jewel people are at war with the moon people who want to take advantage of their luxury value. So like Stephen Universe, then. Okay, so the moon people want to take control of the gem people. Okay, uh, like, I was just making the sure... The whole gems want to take them. <laughs> okay, I was basically googling it to be, like, like, don't tell me this is, like, a terrible, disgusting sex thing that's, like, appalling and horrible or something. It seems <laughs> like it's okay. I think draw, it's draw, okay. Uh, as far as I'm aware, Drop is okay. They, uh, did, they did that nice fan art. Oh! Yeah, that's all right. That's all right then. I, I'm always concerned when someone's like, "Have you seen insert thing that I don't know what is?" Just, just in case. Oh. Is that it? Because that is all of the questions. So you know what happens now. <gasps> Do you know what I wanna see? What I wanna see? Do you know what I wanna see? Oh, Justice Warriors. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How are you doing today? Yeah, well, I'm not too bad, not too bad. What have you been up to? Oh, I was just um, having a having a conversation with a friend of mine who uh, lives abroad, and we're talking a bit about um, about drug prohibition. It's yeah, a yeah. topic that's been uh, I've been having a couple of chats with about with people recently. Um, I'm curious how you feel about this because uh, I'm I'm generally in a mindset. I don't think prohibition really works as a solution to most of most of the problems that we try and prohibit in in life. Um, you know, I'll get into drugs in a second, but like we've seen, we've seen attempts at alcohol prohibition. You just kind of move alcohol use underground. You try and prohibit sex work again. You just sort of push it underground. And you know, I think that like drugs are probably one of those things that are in that same sort of category where I don't think having a war on drugs is really helping anyone. And we should probably, probably as a world, be moving towards legalization because. Prohibition never works, just as a general rule of thumb, I think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's, it's a prohibition of, of most sorts of things never seems to work. It just tends to drive it underground and then make huge amounts of money for, for you know, the, the black market. Indeed, whereas like, if you legalise stuff, at the very least, like, if you think about it from a government level, government can be making money off of, off of you know, the thing that was previously prohibited, can be putting taxes on it. Uh, they can be making sure that that thing is properly regulated, and there are like manufacturing guidelines behind it and stuff. It's it's better all round for like safety for people and income for the government. Like you know, not only are they making money off taxes, but they're saving money off not having to prosecute people. Yeah, absolutely. And and then you've got somewhere. I think it's Portugal, though. Yeah, they, they yeah. legalised everything. This is where my friend was from, and this is why I kind of got thinking about oh, this. Right, right, yeah, right. so my friend's from Portugal, and like they legalised everything, and across the board, it made things better because like they had less rates of addiction, they had like less crime going on around around drugs, yeah. and because you know people aren't afraid. Like if people have addiction, 
they're not afraid to come forward and say, oh, I have addiction, can you help me? Yeah. If someone's like, you know, having an overdose or having negative side effects, they're not afraid to go to a doctor when it still can be, you know, something can be done yeah. about it, rather than being like, no, 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 I'll ride it out, I'll ride it out, because they yeah. don't want to get in trouble and then they die. Exactly. Um, you know, just generally all around the board in Portugal, it seems to have, like, made things better, not trying to, you know, prove it's something that you're ultimately not going to stop. Exactly. And it's, it's it's very concerning the way that... Uh, I can't remember which country it is. I, I initially thought it was all Ecuador, but I think I might have been wrong about that. Whoever it was, they, they'd said, you know, if you have a, a, a drug user in your family, kill them. It's yep. the best thing you can do for them. And I'm not, I'm not, that's absolutely barbaric, you know. Especially yeah. when, you know, that we know that that isn't really working. Yeah. Uh, and you've got these other countries where they are, if not, you know, completely decriminalising, certainly, you know, or, or if not legalising, certainly decriminalising. And there is taking away that that sort of stigma of, of not being able to seek help. Like, yeah. oh, I, I used to live with someone who had a, a terrible drug problem. And, you know, they, they knew they had a drug problem. And I'd said to them several times, like, you're aware you have a drug problem. I think you need to go and get help for this. And, and their response to that was... But I shouldn't have a drug problem, therefore I don't deserve to get help for my drug problem. Yeah. It, it was so stigmatised in their head that they, they didn't dare go and get help for what was clearly uh, something that was really destroying their lives. And, yeah. you know, try as I might to help that person, uh, I don't think there was really anything that could be done without sort of some kind of medical intervention or, or rehab. But the stigma around that is what held them back in... You know, I think I think if if there was a, a similar situation to Portugal, maybe that person would have been able to get help. Yeah, and like if you look at the UK, for example, like before uh, before the uh, psychoactive substances act, you see examples of like if you if you try and prohibit drugs, you push people towards like untested things that are probably going to do them more harm than good. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, people will go. Well, if I can't get me hands on drugs, I'll get me hands on whatever I can get me hands on, and we'll probably do yeah. ourselves harm in that. Yeah, research chemicals were, were a huge thing just before mm. the psychoactive substances bill. You know, people were uh, able to get things online; they could pay for them with PayPal. You know, and they'd be delivered straight to your house. They weren't illegal. You know, well, not that week, but the the way yeah, they were yeah. turning over laws for these things. You know, you might find in, in a couple of weeks' time that 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 would be illegal, but. I, it's uh, yeah, it was it was quite a thing that there was all this stuff and all these you know they would change things by just a tiny fraction of, of the molecule and and that would still have an effect on on people's brains, but it it, it wasn't quite the same as uh, whatever the thing was that it, it was derived from, you know. Yeah. So there were people uh, not taking things like uh, ketamine or. or other disassociative drugs, they might be doing things like methoxphenidine, uh, and you know that that is an incredibly dangerous drug uh, yeah. that that was was you know putting people out of action for for days on end, and and I, I'm not sure if there were any deaths related to it, but I, I had heard of people who were uh, knocked out cold for not a couple of days at a time because they didn't know what they were doing with this stuff. Um, various benzodiazepines were being k- kicked yeah. out at that time. That, that were, pe- again, putting people out cold for days on end, or, or you know, potentially just stopping their hearts. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it was bloody dangerous. And, and you know, if anything, the psychoactive substances bill did help a bit, because as soon as they banned those all across the boards, there, there was that case of, well, I guess we'll just go back to doing the real thing. 
uh, mm. bunny ears there. But uh, the, 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 one of the worst things that came out from that was obviously where cannabis is illegal, people were looking for synthetic cannabinoids. And that's where uh, this this spice epidemic came oh, from. Oh, God, yeah. And, and that's horribly addictive stuff that ruins lives. And, and <sighs> while, uh, you know, some people have sensitivities to cannabinoids, certainly, you know, cannabis hasn't ever really killed anyone directly. Yeah, it's, it's not good for everyone. You might have mental health problems that, that don't uh, interact well with that. And, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people with uh, conditions that are not helped by cannabis. So I'm not saying that it is a, a you know, a good yeah. or perfect catch-all drug that's suitable for everyone. Yeah. But it's certainly not as harmful as spice, which is ruining people. Yeah, and on top of that, like, I'm not saying every person should do drugs or every, no, every person who does drugs should do every drug, but no. it's a reality that drugs exist and people know what effects they have. And for some people, they are going to do those whether, you know... The, the benefit to them of taking them outweighs the risk of their illegality. Yeah. And at the very least, if we decriminalise or we legalise, you know, government can make money off taxes off their sales, they can save money on not prosecuting, and you can actually regulate these things so that people know what they get. They're not getting stuff that's cut to shit yep. with stuff they don't know about, and it's going to make them have worse reactions. It's, it's going to make people not afraid to seek help if they need it, be it in terms of rehab or in terms of immediate help after taking things. It's just generally better for society, I reckon. Yeah, you, you'll get rid of a lot of organised crime in that respect. Yeah. And, and I, I imagine that will probably take a, a, a lot of, uh, you know, travel off of, of police forces and things like that. And, yeah. and then obviously filling the, the prison system with people who are in there for, you know, just having a, a little bit of weed and... and you know what should have been slapping it in America is even worse for that sort of, of thing. Course. You know, despite now having legal marijuana in 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 several states, that you know the prison system is still full of uh, mostly uh, people of colour who've, yeah. who've just been caught with with enough weed, and now they're uh, well, now they're putting out forest fires, aren't they? Yeah, it's all a bit of a mess, but um. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're sort of on the same page as me on that one. It's, yeah. it's like, you see prohibition pop up for a lot of things, you're never going to prohibit something out of existence, you're just going to make it, push it underground. And exactly. It's it's not good for anyone. No. Yeah. Well, right, well, I hope you have a good evening. Oh, oh, yeah. Should we have that? Let's have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm glad we do this now. Yeah. It's nice. Proper nice bro-ups. It is, yeah. We've yeah. it from dubs. Yeah, you know, more of that in the world. I think you know. I hope we can encourage that in, in people in the world, seeing that that's uh, that's a thing. Oh, that was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. it was a good idea. It was a good idea. Well, well, I shall uh, cup of tea. Cup of tea. Yeah. All right. Tea. So, <gasps> welcome to the find on the internet. You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter. Laura K Buzz on YouTube. Laura K Buzz on Twitch. You can also find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at uk. You can find me on the Jimquisition podcast. You can find me on Dice Funk. I'm on seasons three and four. Each season is a self-contained story. It's a, D- a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. You can find me probably the end of this year, maybe the beginning of next, in a book. It's, uh, it's going to be a memoir called Uncomfortable Labels. It's coming from Jessica Kingsley Publishing, and I will have more info on that when I can. And sometime in the next couple of months, you'll probably find out some information about the second book. 
which will probably come out like the middle of 2019 and be a lot sillier and a lot less about me and my personal trauma. I'm very hyped. Uh, I'll give you this hint here. Book two's going to be about butts. It's on brand. I found a publisher that's like interested in the butt book, so butt book is happening. On brand as butt. Yeah, whereabouts are you on the internet, Jane? I'm Maniac Janiac on Twitter and the YouTubes. Jane Eris Magnet on SoundCloud, where you might be listening to this. I can be found on Thursday nights at around 7.30 UK time doing things on twitch.tv slash Janiac. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, StoneMonkeyRadio.blog. That's the one. I need to put things on there. Yeah, put the things on there. Right, with that said, until next time, be a stranger. Beep.